Welcome to Season 2 of the Blue Green Vacations Peak Performance Podcast. Fasten your seatbelts as we dive in and level up. It's time to share happiness one podcast at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engine! Wow! Go, 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 Blue Green, it's podcast day. Go Jackie, it's podcast day. Go Wayne, it's podcast day. Go Jay, it's podcast day. Well, welcome to Peak Performance Podcast Season 2. I am Jay McGowan. I am Jackie Disher. And I'm Wayne Rickman. Welcome, everyone. Yes, and we're your performance development team. Guys, I know, Wayne, I can see I can see the excitement. I feel it coming through the screen. <laughs> I, I know we're, we're all excited today. Uh, this is gonna be uh, just epic and we are really excited about our guest today. And you know, this is a, this is a first, you know, groundbreaking as just like the podcast was for the company. So man, this is awesome. So what do you guys, uh, you guys are ready? Very, very excited. You know, it's amazing to see this emerge and turn into what it was. I just took a three-day trip with Dusty Tonkin and Jason Sabo and Valerie Koshman, and we went to South Mountain. We went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. We went to uh, Shenandoah Crossing, and and literally every single person was talking something about the podcast, how they're learning from people in Las Vegas, how they're hearing things from Big Cedar, how they're sharing things from the fountains. And today is epic. We're stepping outside Blue Green. I have chill bumps down both of my arms. I just can't wait, right, Jackie? Yes, it's going to be exciting. I know Jason from a former life, and uh, he's uh, so much fun. He's the coolest lawyer I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, while we get into that, if you think about it, back in 1998, he started with seven years working for a legal firm that really supported the the behind-the-scenes work uh, that helped the timeshare industry become what it was today. Nine years after that, he spent the following nine years mostly in government affairs. You can imagine what that must have been like as this industry blew up. Then for six years, he was a senior vice president, one of the largest brands in the industry on their legal team. And now for about the last three and a half or four years, you guessed it. We have the CEO and the president of the American Resort Developers Association. Well, wait, 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 before we bring, before we bring him in, let's do a couple uh, commercials couple spots, couple segments, and then we're going to get right into it, okay? I'm just so excited. I, I can't know. Help it. We're trying I was to, ready to go. It was a good teaser. It was a good it's teaser. It's a great teaser. Yeah, right. right. You don't know who it is yet, but yes. you will soon. Here we go. It's time for Weekly Wins with Jackie Disher. Last week, we celebrated Global Talent Acquisition Day at Blue Green, where we honored all of our incredible recruiting partners for the great work they do to keep our sites and stores staffed and productive. Today, I want to give a shout out to a bad-to-the-bone recruiting leader and friend, Chrissy Nye, out of our Knoxville Sales and Marketing Headquarters. Chrissy is the National Director of Talent Acquisition for Retail, and she and her team had their work cut out for them this year with the Retail Revival, hiring 117 sales managers and 2776 sales representatives year-to-date. And they aren't stopping now. They're getting ready for the holiday season where the weather cools down, but the selling warms up with our Rediscover America campaign. Chrissy, your leadership and fun-loving attitude create an atmosphere people gravitate toward. 
We're better because of leaders like you. Thank you for all you do for retail and for all of Blue Green. Jay, back to you. Hey, Alexa, what time is it? It's now time for the Motivational Minute with Wayne Rickman. Please hold for a very important message. E plus R equals O. What does that mean? Events. We all have them. Plus respond or react. That's your choice. Equals the outcome. I want you to draw a circle. And I want you to write inside the circle the things that you're in control of. Your mind. Your work ethic. What you eat. How you exercise. Your self-development. Your work ethic. Who you hang around. Then I want you to write on the outside things you don't control. Whatever tour you get, whatever lead segment, whatever manager you're dealing with, what the weather is, what's going on around outside you and the company. And then I want you to realize that event plus respond or react determines the outcome. For example, if you had an event today and you reacted, the outcome was probably negative. If you have an event today and you respond positively, the outcome will be awesome and your mindset will be perfect. I'm out. One minute of motivation complete. Thank you, Wayne. Well, well, that was awesome. But you know, I want to start with the, uh, I want to start with the weekly win. Jackie, Chrissy, and her team. Talk about, just talk about that a little bit. Let's give them a little love. Yeah, we get the opportunity to see them, you know, every day in our Knoxville office, and they are constantly making people feel better about Blue Green. They're bringing a ton of people into the industry um, for the very first time, and it gives them an opportunity to grow to places in their life personally and in their career that they never thought that they would be able to. And it all starts with a recruiter. It starts with somebody giving them that first taste into Blue Green, and Chrissy's been a huge part of the growth of Blue Green. um, on the retail side and and really it's not just on the retail retail side because the, that team influences so much of what we do beyond that because we're all like puzzle pieces you know we fit yes. together so so you know our entire talent acquisition team happy happy belated you know talent acquisition global talent acquisition yes, day yes yes um, and shout out to Mick Sidell the leader yes <laughs> Mick. what's up Mick welcome yes. to Blue Green again yes yep. again and, yep. then, and then Wayne that motivational minute. I mean, talking about this, the circle of influence, you know, what you can control. Tell us how you, uh, your thought process, process on putting that together. Well, you know, everywhere you go in every sales and marketing center in our country or any other brand, the, the elite, right? They're very careful about who they surround themselves with because, you know, the five people you hang around with the most, that's who you become. If you hang around people and all they do is find wrong with something, guess what? It's real easy to find things wrong. But like Dusty said, it's really easy to look at a report and see where you might have an opportunity. But we really need to focus on what the three of us have done. And that is find acts of greatness. Find out why they're winning. Most of the time, they just have a steel trap for a mindset. And so the truth is, if we can just draw a circle and we can put in the things that we control every single day, it'll make your life better. It'll make your performance better. It'll make us a better company. And I just thought that was kind of 60 seconds of uh, Red Bull. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, and what's even, is awesomer a word, Jackie? (laughs) Awesomer. It is now. Well, it is now. It's It's super (laughs) awesomer. What's what's even awesomer? (laughs) Anyway, Wayne, Jackie, let's not keep... 
Let's not keep the Blue Green Nation waiting any longer. <laughs> Wayne always uh, does these intros. He kind of gave you a sneak peek on that intro. So Wayne, take it away and let's uh, let's uh, bring our guest in. Well, I know NASCAR is a big partner for us, but kind of, I was like a drag racer and I red lighted, right? I, I jumped the gun and the red light went up <laughs> and y'all rolled me all the way back oh, and I had to okay. re-grease the wheels to get ready to talk about, you know, somebody with more than 25 years of legislative, of legal background, of helping all of us who love what we do. And, and uh, I know there's a lot of brands out there, but I'm supposed to say this, I've never met a place where you see people 27 years, 32 years, 28 years. The only job they've ever had in timeshare is blue green. And the people at this company and the values that we stand for, we love timeshare. Yes. It really bothers me when people say bad things about timeshare. I love what we do. I love yes. what we reflect. And let me tell you something, the tip of the spear, the tip of the spear in our growth and the careers of all the 5,500 people from Blue Green Nation that are going to listen to today's podcast starts with the American Resort Developers Association and all the lobbying and all the legislation handled by ARDA. So, hey, thanks. Shout out to Liz Brock. She connected yes, us with Liz. Jason Gamble, the CEO and president. Welcome to the Peak Performance Podcast, Jason. You know, it is great to be here. I am you got me all pumped up. This is, this is, I, I feel as if this is Monday morning meeting, uh, first day of the quarter, and we are excited about what's ahead. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, Wayne. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's start here, okay? Because we have a lot of newbies in the industry right now, um, and they may not know what you do, what ARTA is. So I say we start with the basics. Let our listeners know what ARTA is, what y'all do there, and um, what role that you play in the industry. Great place to start, Jackie. Great place to start. And I can appreciate this as when I started in the industry, someone would use the acronym ARTA or talk about what the trade association did. First of all, I didn't even know what a trade association was. Like, okay, this is a it's a weird body. If you're if you're not familiar with these trade associations in Washington, DC, there's thousands of them. There's a group like ARTA who represents all types of industries. Some of you might be familiar with some. AARP is a trade association, yes. the National Rifle Association. We've heard of that group a lot in the news, right, Jay? Here we are. We said we weren't going to yes. talk about guns. <laughs> I did it anyway. No, we went. So we, we look at the NRA. That's a trade association. Yes. Their basic purpose is to do legislative and lobbying work and to represent the interest of a business, of an industry. There are also education efforts. We have a education and research wing called the Arda International Foundation. We produce great research, five different studies this year alone, all types of things about timeshare industry, the state of the industry, financial performance, economic impact of the timeshare industry, as well as an owner study, which has all types of great information about what owners are thinking, how awesome. they think about their product. It's fantastic information. I'll give one little plug. If you ever want to really see all this flow, go to the Arden LinkedIn page, the American Resort Development Association, follow the LinkedIn page. There is fantastic information on a daily basis that you're going to want to know. It's going to help you in your career. It's going to help you understand the industry. So for me, awesome. I am the industry mouthpiece. I'm the one who helps on the PR. We drive public relations efforts all the time to promote the wonderful things that take place. To say, wait, I hate it when people 
say bad things about our industry when they don't even know what it really is and what it's really about. That's what the purpose of this trade association. And we do have some fantastic meetings on top of that. A big annual conference every year. We have fall conferences. We have other meetings and events that take place. We have Art of Win, which is the Women in Network is what it started out. But these are these are women and other folks who fit in the diverse categories. They come together. They meet on a regular basis in Orlando. So if you have associates and they have group meetings out west in different areas too, it's fantastic to see people come together. And that's what the timeshare industry is all about. That is awesome. That for, Listen, for everyone out there listening, especially our sales associates and marketing associates, that's a huge credibility piece right there. Got a lot of credibility Absolutely. there, you know, for the industry. So thanks for that. Yes, yeah. If, you're, if you haven't been on the LinkedIn page, that's a takeaway right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will say one other thing, too. And this is another big area of what we do in Blue Green is our number one contributor in this area. So I'm going to I'm going to give a big shout out and thanks to all the Blue Green owners and associates that are involved in this. The Arda Resort Owners Coalition, Arda Rock. That is okay. something that you see on a maintenance fee billing statement. You may wonder what the heck does this mean for an owner? If you're an owner, I'm an owner, I'm a timeshare owner, I contribute to Arda Rock. That is an issues fund that helps us as Arda represent a coalition of owners. And it's a diverse set of owners. It could be homeowners associations, our timeshare owners, individuals are timeshare owners, developers are timeshare owners. But what that organization does is protects the product. So if you're thinking about why does somebody want to check that box and voluntarily contribute to Arda Rock, we're there to protect your vacation ownership experience. We make sure it works the way you sell it and make yes. sure that no state, county, or federal government is going to get in the way of how your timeshare operates on a day-to-day -day basis. We are that insurance policy that runs in the background. You forget about us. That's that's important, right? You don't even know it's there, but you know it's there protecting you. Yes. That's what we do. That's awesome. Uh, you know, you, it's like a great umpire in a baseball game. When they're doing their job, you don't see them. Yeah. But when something goes awry, they're, they're, they gather at home plate, they review the play, and they, they make sure that the game is being handled correctly, right? That's right. Um, I, I would like to put in a plug. I have been to the Art of Convention. It's unbelievable. Many years ago, I got to speak with Sherry Levitin. It was like the highlight of my year. It was a great conference. I love the feedback we got from the people. So for those of you all in blue-green world that want to learn more, Arda is a place for you to start and really understand the industry. You see, Jay, Jackie, and I, we get to talk to these owners. Our platinum owners love Blue Green yes. and love Timeshare. The stuff we hear in the news is a small percentage, but people don't write about the good stuff. So, you know, Jason, you've been in the industry for years, and Arda recently published an article that I found to be very powerful. It talked about inflation. It talked about how it's an excellent hedge against the crazy out of control travel costs. How would you address that article from Arda specifically if asked by a consumer on the street? That article was a, a passion of mine to help put together. Wow. It was something that in this particular, we'll, we'll take this moment, we'll talk about some other subjects as I know as we move through this conversation. But the one thing I look at, and we'll, talk, we'll get a hit on inflation for a moment, one thing that this product provides people is stability. That once you know your travel costs as a traveling family, you then budget and you can then be comfortable in making your assumptions as to how much your, your travel is going to cost you specifically regarding accommodations and experiences. And I'm saying this because timeshare is more than just 
an accommodation. It is not only yes. a family of owners and a place where you go to feel at home and to feel comfortable in your places where you like to vacation. But Amen. let's face it, when I look at how much I'm spending, I just came back, I took a Labor Day vacation myself. I knew exactly how much my accommodations cost. I am like 80% of the timeshare owners in the United States. I have no loan on my property, on my timeshare. So as a paid off owner, I know exactly how much my accommodations are costing yeah. me this year. No hidden fees. There are no taxes that come to play. There's no transient accommodation tax. There's no $25 resort fee. You're not charging me for parking for the most part. I'm not seeing any of those because I know my fees. And when inflation is on the rise like it is today, we saw that a seven day stay in a resort accommodation is up to over $1,800. And that's wow. for a one bedroom hotel room. Wow. That's before taxes and that's before fees. So if you think you're going to pay well over $2,000 for one week of one bedroom, I'm telling you what, I've got two teenage girls. I am not staying in a one bedroom meeting with my wife and teenage girls. Uh, they, they'll look at me and like, you know what? Hey, uh, I don't even care if what it is, the rents, forget about it. Yeah. Hit me in my own room. We yeah. want our own area. We want our own bathroom. And you look at what timeshare provides to you and you look at the benefit. And again, that goes against a one bedroom. You're looking now at the value of a two bedroom, three bedroom unit or in a in a place where I have kitchens, I have space, I have laundry. We can go on and on about the benefits of timeshare, which you realize. Sure. But if we know what, what I can say is the value of timeshare has never been greater that people have realized over the last two or three years how wonderful it is to have locations and quality accommodations that Timeshare delivers and to have a manageable fee and know what it is versus everything else we see in rental accommodations today. Timeshare is it hands down. Yeah, you know, drop the mic. Away you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, there's there's no question that we own. Jackie just took a trip with her ownership. My children think that the cathedral ceilings and jacuzzis are part of every vacation because right. they're 30 and 35. My sons are 30 and 35, and I've been in the business 40 years. So, but the reality is recently we just decided to take the grandkids somewhere and I stepped outside the boundaries of timeshare and I said, holy, and I won't tell you the other words because it was $373 a night. It was a, a $70 resort fee. It was my son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren. So yes, we could not do one room. We had to do two rooms. And I looked at my wife and I went, we're paying $1,000 a night for two hotel rooms. And by the way, we stayed for five nights. So it was a pretty smoking hot expense that just kind of helped reel me back into the timeshare world and really understand the value. Our platinum owners, our newest level, our diamond level now has over a thousand owners in it already. And I'm telling you, they love the industry. They love what we do. You know, they love their ownership. And so it really kind of just, it's, it makes me crazy to hear the few people that are out there. Maybe they've got a package that doesn't work. They bought too little, or they heard something from somebody who had a bad tour. One quick plug for Blue Green. I'm going to turn it to Jackie. We medallia everything. We score people during their timeshare tour, after their timeshare tour, during their vacation, after their vacation. We know that people love this, right, Jackie? 
Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about, about blue green. I, I not, and not just blue green. I just love our industry because it doesn't matter with, with all the flexible products out there, like the blue green point system, you can do so much with it. Like I just booked my 40th birthday, um, celebration. I was going to go overseas, but then with COVID and stuff, and I would have had to book that I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, comfortable with that. So I'm doing a few days here, a few days there driving up to the Boston area. And for what I'm like actually staying in Boston for only three nights, it's almost as much as my entire maintenance fee for the entire year. The rest of my trip is paid for with my timeshare. And I've done way more than that throughout Amen. this entire year. So I am a believer in what we do. But listen, um, Jackie, Wayne, can I interest you guys in an upgrade? <laughs> it sounds like you need to upgrade your ownership. Yes. Yeah, so. Maybe I need to expand my awesome. portfolio, yes, right? Awesome. <laughs> hey, Jay, don't we have a, a question from yes, the field? Yes, let's, let's go to the field. Uh, you know, Jason, we were, you know, something that we do is we're, we're all of us are always out in the field, uh, different resorts, and we get so many questions. And it's always after the fact. They're like, you know, I wish you would have asked this question. I wish you would have asked that question. So, you know what? We actually got a couple uh, questions that came from the field for you, and I want to play one for you. Here we go. Hey, Jason. This is Zach Henley over at the World Golf Village in St. Augustine, Florida. I've been with Blue Green for approximately two weeks now, so I'm pretty new to the industry. And I had a quick question for you. How has the timeshare industry bounced back since COVID? And compared to what it was previously, how has it grown since then? Looking forward to your answer, and thanks for everything you do for this industry. There we go. It's a great question. Now, I'm going to first start by saying World Golf Village was a timeshare project I worked on back in 1998. Oh, wow. So if you if you go back to the, the early days and the things that I did and worked on those legal documents, and you, you might see my initials here and there <laughs> on some of those legal documents, World Golf Village, one of, of, of my favorite resorts. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, big golfer I am. So I always appreciate anything yeah. that's centered around golf. Small world. Small, it is, it is. So when we take a look at the last few years and we, we look at what we've gone through and some of the lessons learned, when the timeshare industry is not a stranger to resiliency. And that's a word I use a lot when I talk to people and I talk to about this business and I talk about the culture of the companies. One of the things that's great about being part of the industry and what was infectious to me, because I started out amongst the sales and marketing people. I supported sales and marketing and sales and marketing efforts from the beginning, including companies who did telemarketing, companies who did three-day, two-night packages, uh, mini-vacs. I learned all that is how I entered the industry in advertising and marketing. There's a resiliency amongst those folks. There's not, you don't take no for an answer. There is not, you might have a bad moment, but you don't have a bad day. You know, they don't let those things, the positive attitudes infections. And if we look back either 9-11, if we look at the recession we had, the tech boom, the tech bust back in 0304, we had a recession in 0809, we had pandemics before, we dealt with SARS, we dealt with bird flu. We've dealt with many issues throughout time. And this industry has always shown the value and the accommodations, the value in the companies and the value in people. So let's fast forward now to 2020, where we entered into the spring of 2020, thinking to ourselves, what's going to happen with this latest challenge that's in front of us? And how are we going to be better when we come out of it? And unfortunately, this was a little different. But at the same time, 
once timeshare kind of figured out okay what could be open what can be closed <laughs> how are we gonna do this all of the benefits just simply rose to the top again drive Amen. to locations great so you can't fly great we got a place for you to drive to can't go Amen. international exchange right around and find some place domestic you can't you're you don't really want to go out to eat because the restaurants are open you're not comfortable guess what full-size kitchen you can order in which still supports the local businesses and restaurants right we're still there helping local communities as a business and we're doing what's safe and what's comfortable for the owners they got to set the expectations we as an industry provided them with a safe environment in which to do it and our owners have responded employees have responded the fact that they saw this great benefit fueled sales at a level that had far exceeded anyone's expectations and far exceeded any pace that we had ever seen in this industry because people just knew this is a product i want to have more of and i want to buy into it now before either the prices go up or there isn't enough of what I want for me to buy. And my family next, I want to take more people on vacation with me. I need that extra bedroom or I need that extra unit so we can have two families travel. We saw strengthening over the last two or three years that simply reinforced the value proposition that so many of us knew, but just loved it when that shining star was out there bright as can be. And I could say to folks who are part of the hospitality world, look, leisure travel is kicking butt and taking names and timeshare is at the forefront timeshare is leading the pack because of the value it brings and because those people just like all of us who may have especially those paid off loans hey we're just cruising into continuing the vacation yeah i took a lot of drive to vacations in virginia where i live and spent a lot of time at different resorts in this region it was fantastic it was the way that my family felt comfortable and i think that value of people realize as we move out of this last phase, this two years phase, and we move more into how are we going to continue to move forward? We realize the value proposition is off the charts. The demand for the product is incredible. And we as an industry have realized some additional efficiencies in the way that we want to talk to our owners and communicate. Wayne, you said it earlier, I know you talked about this, Jackie and Jay, how do you communicate with your employees even? We learned about that. How right. better to communicate with employees that, you know, it used to be really easy to put up a sign at the corporate offices, for instance, <laughs> and you just yeah. put it by the elevator and you get grabbed <laughs> 500 to 1,000 people, you got their attention, or better yet, the same thing at a sales center. What if those people aren't coming in? What if they're not checking in the same way? Right. Why not give a gift before a tourist ticket? There's all these different things we started thinking about differently sure. about making owners comfortable and changing processes and procedures that I don't think ever would have been thought about if we didn't have Absolutely. an event like this to think about it. So I'm not putting down the last three years and all the trials and tribulations that I know so many people faced. But what we are looking at, what are those lessons learned and how are we going to be stronger? Because that's the way this industry continues to evolve. Yeah. You know, the irony of everything you just said to encapsulate it is when adversity strikes, whether it was 911, which totally freaked me out, when it was, you know, the, the, the meltdown in 2008 and now the pandemic, you can find more on the Internet now about the fact that the mental um, our mental state of mind right now is fractured. We've come out of this crazy time that none of us knew. And, and you know what? You go to the doctor. I'm stressed out. My neck hurts. I'm having migraines. I don't feel good. He says, you need a vacation. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like the greatest time in history for that. I think about that guy that's been in the business two years, right? Or two weeks. And I think, oh my God, you couldn't have taken a dart, closed your eyes and thrown at the dartboard and hit a better time to be in our industry right now. So Jackie, that was a flipping awesome yes. 
and and very timely question to Jay. I'm so glad you went out in the field. Um, so one thing I want to say real quick, Jackie's been doing this for 18 years. Jay's been doing it for 22 years. April was my 40th anniversary starting in 1982. What would you say to some recent college graduates up in Virginia where you live, and they now have degrees. Matter of fact, they even get degrees in sales and marketing. Why they should view Timeshare as a long-term career opportunity. I feel this industry for someone who's willing to work hard and be open to learning. So let's let's start with that. I believe that that hard work ethic, that nothing comes for free, but if people are willing to put in the time and the effort, the amazing thing about the companies that are leading this industry, first and foremost, is they, they invest in their people. They have training, they provide resources. There is so much that is provided to make these folks have the opportunity to be successful. Yes, amen. And for those people that are willing to seize upon those opportunities, to ask for them, to take advantage of them, to be open to learning and to be molded, this industry is perfect for that type of candidate. And once they're in, there are opportunities are endless as far as what they could do once they're within the organization. And I think yes. that's important too. Once as a new college graduate, so much is figuring out what's best for you. Are you sales? Are you marketing? Are you better talking to someone who's not familiar with the product? You're talking to someone familiar. Are you are you leadership material? One day are you going to be a manager, a director, a leader, a VP? Do you want to run the whole show someday? Well, there are programs that are within these organizations to help you develop the skills and meet the people and be well-rounded. And to me, that's where you understand and realize there are career opportunities with companies like Blue Green who provide you with all of that opportunity. It's there. You do have to sometimes raise your hand and ask for it. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing that I tell new college graduates, don't expect everything to be given. Yeah. If you're willing to raise your hand, if you're willing to do the hard work, if you're willing to study and be open to new coaching and be open to new ideas, this industry will provide you with a lifetime of opportunity. It has for it has for all of us. This is you're 20, almost 25 for me. It, it's something that I didn't expect. And working for a timeshare company, I was able to take advantage of all of those leadership opportunities. I was able to take advantage of all of that knowledge and understanding and continue my career forward. And timeshare school today. Yes, it is awesome. There's so many golden nuggets in what he's saying. I totally, I totally like recognize what you're saying because if you would have asked me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, or I guess 20 years ago at this point, what are you going to be doing in 20 years? I, I never would have thought I'd be in this industry. I didn't even know what timeshare was when I was when I was a kid and growing up. I never, as a matter of fact, when I first came into the industry, uh, somebody told me I was selling undivided interest real estate and I had no idea what that was, but it sounded cool. So I was like, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. This is awesome. And I was like 22. So, but, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on there. People who are willing to learn, who want to grow, who want to, you know, do the hard work, raise their hand and say, you know, I, I want to do something with myself, this industry, if you can do this, you can do anything. Yeah. I'm going to play that clip of you saying, listen, raise your hand. I'm going to play that for my kids. I tell mine, yeah. I tell mine, you know, just like anything, you know, the, the, the people and Wayne, you mentioned it about the mindset of those who are elite, you're elite, your elite performers surround themselves with good people and they have a mindset and they're willing. And I usually find you have to be willing to do something somebody else is not. 
Hey, and me, you know, and, and if you find that, for me, I was fortunate enough. Someone handed me sales and marketing in the law firm. They're like, oh, this sales and marketing <laughs> people. We, no one wants the development work is the cool place to be. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> and, okay. But well, I'm like, okay, I, I'll take it. I love this stuff. And so you realize, hey, look, if I was in a space and learned and grew, grew an expertise and did more, same thing with any of these folks in your company. The salespeople are willing to study harder. You're willing to listen to what the owners are telling you they want. Yes, if you're willing to have your eyes open to all of this and soak it in and to, well, say, trust the process, right? Yes, There's a sir. process there in place for a reason. You trust that process and then make it yours. The sky's the limit. I mean, yes. that's how innovation happens. That's how growth happens. And that is what is always celebrated within companies too, where high performers exist and live. That's where you want to be. And I say that new graduates, I've, I had a chance to talk to a number of them. You've got to have that mindset, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. And in particular, in this industry, it, yep. is, it is key to your success is to be able to have that mindset and be willing to work hard and, and, and grab the opportunity when it's right in front of you. I think it's such a it's such a huge thing what what you're saying and you know I I I want to take that and go some of what we've talked about already could be an answer to this question that I'm going to ask you next but I'm going to go a different direction because there's people in our retail operation that are hearing this uh as people walk by and they're trying to stop people to sell them a mini vacation package so that we can you know share with them the value proposition that we know exists um and then we've got people in our frontline operation that that hear this objection, let's say, um, every day that timeshare is a scam, right? And you hear it in, in various places. And, um, you know, that's something we combat every day. So I'm just interested to know if you were talking to guests on a frontline operation or in a in a retail organization, you know, how might you address that timeshare is a scam objection? So when I start out, think to myself, the person who tells me that, so I, I hear it, a lot myself. So this is, you know, as I, I, I feel as if, if timeshare were a church, <laughs> I, I, I am, I am, I am that pastor. I am the person who sits up. I am the person that the priest they listen to for confessional. I sit on a plane and someone says, what do you do? And I say, I work in the timeshare industry. I proudly say it. And they kind of look left, look right. <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I own a timeshare. I'm like, it's good. It's okay. Yeah, you can let us know. You know. It you is. Can, you can say it proud in front of right. me. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you, can, you can say it out loud to the world. You know. This, and then they start talking about how excited they are. And I feel as if my job is to work with the industry to be able to present the image that people are proud to own. That's why we have a big initiative called Love My Timeshare. If you look at it out there, it's a social media. If you're not following that, that's a fantastic place. We get a lot of owners from Blue Green providing us content and information that come there for our Love My Timeshare campaign. But it really is taking the 10 million timeshare owner families and saying to them, you have permission to love your timeshare. <laughs> Scream it yeah. from the rooftop because yes. we feel this way. 90% satisfaction rate. That's what our owner study just produced, just released this week. 90% owners say of owners say their experience, their timeshare is good or better. I mean, right. that baseline is good to excellent. So you're talking about 90% of timeshare owners in the United States are happy. 90 million people love this product. Yes. Right. Where is that voice? Where are we not Incredible. hearing it? And that's the first thing. When I hear that people say timeshare is a scam, it's well, you first of all are just parroting something you may have heard on the radio. Amen. Or you're or you're just parroting something because it's easy to say. And guess what? 
it's harder to disprove the negative, right? And that's right. what's frustrating to me. So if someone came up to me and said timeshare is a scam, I asked that question, I'm like, well, what about it is this game? Is it the wonderful accommodation? Is it, is, is, it, is it about the amazing amenities? Is it about the incredible experiences you have as a timeshare owner? You don't like creating all the wonderful memories as a family? You don't like having controlled costs to your vacation? I mean, <laughs> what part of that is a scam? Uh, right. right? Like, where is there a scam there? If you could find a scam in that, then well, God bless you. I, I think you must think of the world as one big scam. So, okay, maybe timeshare is <laughs> not right for you. Right, <laughs> so, right. And that's okay. But if I look at this, and that's difficult because I get it when somebody is asking the question because trying to get somebody interested in the product who may not understand it first and foremost, that is a challenge to people to overcome it. Okay, what is this thing called timeshare? And how in two minutes are you going to make it interesting to me? And a lot of times we focus on the thing the the incentive to get the attention but in my opinion there's so much about the product and about the beauty of it and about the how much better is it to vacation this way that is so much of the part of timeshare when i hear somebody say timeshare is a scam i kind of go right there i, I head it right on why is it because right. engage, let's talk about this right. because i want to hear if you're just simply saying because you're trying to you're just trying to ignore me or is there something that's really a scam that you think, because I think I can dispel that myth pretty easily yeah. if I have 10 to 15 seconds. Well, if I was in your church, I'd be putting money in the plate right now. I can tell you that because I just came back from Savola Vista. And when I walked around that property, I literally said, oh my God, 40 years ago, uh, we were selling vinyl sided townhouses. Now we're selling epic resort properties with presidential units. Big Cedar, the Wilderness Club, is another oh my God property. The Fountains down in Florida is an oh my God property. Shenandoah Crossing, they have 39 horses. They got an equestrian center. They're doing things they wouldn't be doing if they weren't staying on some of these resorts. So, yeah. you know, the good news, we're all on the same crack as you are. And by the way, <laughs> I love, love my timeshare. Yes. I think that's one of the best promotions to ever come out from anybody. So on behalf of everybody at Blue Green, I just want to say thank you for that. Yes. Right, James? Yes, that is awesome. Let's go back to the field for one other question here. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Eli Casada, and I got a question for Jason. What is the biggest change that you have seen in the past 15 years in the industry, and how is that driving revenue? So we have had a lot of things that have changed. You know, the industry 15 years, it seems like one year is a <laughs> period of time uh, when, when, you, when you consider the timeshare world. You know, the, the stuff, I'll give you a perspective from the association for a second, because this is one area you probably don't think a whole lot, and then I'll give you maybe another answer with, that's a little bit more applicable to the product. So when we take a look at the timeshare industry itself, you dial it back to the mid to late 2000s. We had a lot of independent non-hospitality branded players. They, at that particular time, the industry was very entrepreneurial for those who started up resorts and those who were producing both West Coast and East Coast. It was a it was a, a, a the time where you had at Arda, you know, our conventions at that point in time were near four thousand people would attend an Arda convention. So it was a a pretty big show yeah. at that at that point. Things have changed. It has you've had the the evolution. And a blue green, you take a look at where Westgate is today versus where they were before. Marriott, 
you had the Wyndham brand was just, you know, still just barely Wyndham. It was Fairfield for a long period of time up to that point in time. And you look at Hilton and you've got so many of these folks and Diamond Resorts at the time was its own brand. You had so many brands that were, first of all, you had brands that were there, but all these hospitality players started emerging and they started growing. And we take a look at where we are today and we use this term a lot in both the press and I do also when speaking to the folks on Wall Street. This industry has gone through consolidation in a major way. That we have had the growth of the larger companies have gotten bigger, and we have seen the smaller independent players no longer be in existence because yeah. they get bought up. And people ask that a good or bad thing. And I say, well, that's actually very complimentary to those companies, that they were seen as acquisition targets, that they were purchased and there was an interest in that. And those people were very successful. And hopefully a lot of the salespeople and resort folks continued to work because those resorts still continue to operate. So this is a positive thing as we see this industry. But now what's happening is the companies are gotten big. And that's a good thing. The product is also evolving. So if I'm looking at the product evolution that used to be, and, and Blue Green was sort of on the forefront of that. I'll, I'll give a little shout out to the company in the way that, in the product that it sold, a product and a trust or a trust interest and points were sort of looked back by, it was, it was new. It wasn't very well understood by a lot of people and a lot of investors or owners. Now, if you take a look at what's being sold, everyone's selling a flexible product. Everyone's selling a, a points-based representation. It might be a real estate interest at its base, but they receive points and they look at those points as being how much is, what's my reservation power with the amount of points I buy. That has been a big evolution. We talk about it now freely, but that wasn't the case 15 years ago. It was still very, a lot of deeded week and a very different focal point than we are today. And let's face it, the experiences that an owner now gets, when you talked about your affiliation, the association with NASCAR, the things that people now get to do all throughout the experiential world, the concerts they're going to, the dinners they're having. Yes. The timeshare now has changed from an accommodation-based product to an experiential product. And we're seeing a continued evolution of that. And I think that's where, if I put my crystal ball out and say, where are we going in the future? It's the continued evolution of the experience yes. and the product that's going to meet even different travelers needs. But the 10 million who currently own today are loving what they own and they're getting more than they ever bargained for because these companies continue to want to provide value. How do I continue to keep the customer interested? How do I keep them interested in perhaps uh, continuing on their purchasing journey? throughout time and how does that make sense to them because they're getting value for what they buy yeah absolutely that's great yeah it is definitely experiences you know i love that you said that because we train that all the time that's what we want to provide to our 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 owners is something bigger than just accommodations hey we got that too and we, we we've mastered that but you know giving them experiences with nascar being able to ride in the pace car. I mean, come on. That is an experience. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an experience. And a lot of times that that's not a, that's not something you can pay for. That comes with access and you know, the industry is providing a access and I feel like we're on the forefront of uh doing that is, you know, giving that uh those those memorable experiences that you will remember for a lifetime. Plug for our events to remember team. Oh yes, my shout God. out Nancy. <laughs> it is it is unbelievable. Huge plug. Huge but plug. when you think about it, you know, your your stat that 80% of people are paid off, that's impressive, right? Yes. When you think about 65% of revenue comes from people buying more, it supports this whole conversation that 
you know, people who have anything less to say about it generally don't own it or use it. But the people that own yeah. it and use it absolutely love it. Right, Jackie? 90% of them, like you said, they they use it, they love it, they're satisfied. And that's a huge statistic that we can, you know, share with guests on our table. Um, because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that, but it's, uh, it's not really surprising to know in my, in my opinion, literally when I took my son to a hotel room for the first time after all of his vacations and he's nine now, but this was probably when he was like six and a half. We walked into a hotel brand and he said, mommy, where's the kitchen? And that's when I knew that I had a timeshare snob as a child. <laughs> so, so it's about the accommodations and so much more. Um, yeah. So you, gosh, you've given so much good stuff today. Yeah, I mean, listen, hopefully everybody's taking notes. If not, go back, listen to the podcast again. Yes. But now we had a hot debate prior to this call, Jason. Wayne, Jackie, and I, we were on the call. And we said, okay, so Jason's our guest. We're bringing oh, a guest into oh. our home. We usually do this thing called the hot seat where we, we really, well, yeah. And we and we, we said, should we, should we do this? Should we put Jason on the hot seat? And we all said all together, yes, let's put him on the hot seat. Let's see if, because Wayne, we, we know, we, listen, we, we understand how polished you are. You definitely are. You've been, you've been doing this for a while. So we're going to put you on the hot seat. Jackie's going to throw out a question that hopefully takes you, you know, throws you off a little bit and you're All not right, ready let's for it. Let's do it. So let's go to our hot seat question. This is going to be fun. I can't wait for this. So here we go. Jason Gamble, you're now on the hot seat with Jackie Disher. He looks scared. I'm just going to let everybody know that. <laughs> okay. So I, we want to know what is something that people would be surprised to know about Jason Gamble? Ooh, that's kind of interesting, huh? Surprised to know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say it's something that uh, <laughs> surprised to know is probably the I would say the amount of influence the Simpsons have had on my life. <laughs> now that is good. My husband would give you props for that. Yeah, I, I think that's a surprise. You know, it's, it's, it, it, there's a couple of things I could say that that amount was what 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 hit me first and foremost. <laughs> and um, surprised whether or not you think it's surprised or not is that you know I I, re, I I was able to get my first two jobs in this industry without ever disclosing my grade point average. How does that sound? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's that's awesome. Hey, how about this one, Jackie? I'm gonna throw. I, it just popped in my head, so I gotta I gotta stay. This this question, I just want to throw another hot seat question. College. What was your go to song to get you hyped up? Oh, oh, you know what? So you actually played at the beginning of this podcast in the end of club. Was one of my songs <laughs> I have on my original MP3 player awesome. on my R band when I used to work out. Yes, <laughs> you know what it sense. was. My 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 friend <laughs> that used to get me psyched up the most in high school slash college. It was um, "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue. Yes, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that was the one. one. It was that guitar right at the bay of. <laughs> And I used to play that in my car. I mean, if it was a big test, it was a sporting event I was about ready to compete in, whatever it was, that was one of those that I played on, you know, volume 10. What, 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 <laughs> what, I, love, awesome. what I love is the, the newbies to Blue Green are going, 
what's an MP3? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yep. MP3. Yeah. An iPod, an iPod shuffle. Right. What is that? Yes. <laughs> what? Well, I still have my original iPod, my iPod hanging out there. Well, Jason, look, on behalf of Blue Green Nation, Jackie, Jay, myself, Dusty Tonkin, and the whole executive team, wow. Wow, wow, yes. wow. I mean, it went quick. I can't believe I'm looking at the clock and our, our time yes. is up. And I just want to personally say thank you so much. This is one of the most enjoyable podcasts. I've done since Jay and Jackie started this whole thing. What do you think, Jackie? Same, absolutely. I'm I'm constantly blown away by uh, how personal you are and and what people think about you know people that are are in Washington D.C. or lawyers in general. You just ex- dispel all of those myths about people because you're so <laughs> cool. You're so easy to talk to, you know. And uh, I just love that you're fighting for um, everything that is right about our industry. So thank you for what you do. Yes, yes well, I appreciate yes. it. This, was, this has been a thrill. I'll let you on this little secret. The only became, reason I became a lawyer is because I couldn't pass accounting. So I could <laughs> never get into business school. But I wanted to be in HR to begin with. So for the HR folks out there, I am 100% with my friends in HR. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. one thing I've always found aware of. So anyway, well, if I lived in- but I really, this has been an honor. Thank you for having if me. If I lived in Virginia, I would go to your church, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. This, Amen. This, this has been awesome. And you know what? We 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 definitely we give you an open invitation to come back. Matter of fact, I got an idea. What about doing a podcast at the convention? That would be awesome. See, I'm always trying to get in somewhere. I'm like, I know how to get in. I'm gonna just throw this podcast right. thing out there. We're gonna start, we're gonna start yeah. simmering that one. That's yes. in Orlando this year, so we can we can pull that we off. We got a lot of guests that are Yes, there, yes, so we, you would have yes. So we with might that, have to figure this one out. Yes. With that being <laughs> said, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And uh, we actually go out on it. We have a theme song coming in and we have a theme song going out. So we, we you are now officially down with BGV. And this is our song as we go out. You're down with BGV. GV